This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode number 45 of Did You Know? This is Andrew McCauley, and this is the show where we talk about all of the things that are happening online, social media, you name it. We will try and cover it. Um, I am joined by Will Hankey. Hey, Will. Andrew, how you doing? I am great. Lots of things to talk about today. Um, but, you know, funnily enough, I don't think there's a lot about the Big Bohemoth Facebook today. Maybe a couple of little things, but uh, lots of uh, interesting things to talk about. Google is um, is in the news. In fact, I lie. We do have some Facebook stuff. How can you not have a show without Facebook? <laughs> We just lost eight of our listeners. <laughs> what do you mean? Facebook hasn't changed this week. Of course they have. I think they've only got five items for uh, for Facebook this week. But um, but you know, New Year, lots of things happening. Lots of predictions have been floating around. What's uh, what's one of the predictions that you think is going to be big for this year? Just I know this is off the cuff. And we haven't even spoke about it, but I'm going to throw you under the bus. Oh, that's okay. Um, you know what? I, I'm I'm very interested in Messenger. Uh, both the ad platform and the bots. Mm. I think those are going to be very interesting this year. Yeah, the bots are certainly growing. Though. They burst on the scene last year and they had a, a limited number, I think about four or 500 bots. But now there's something like 50,000 different types of bots on the Messenger platform now. Um, right. I think uh, I think that's going to be big. I, I really do. My I think my prediction for this year is that virtual reality slash augmented reality is going to uh, pop up on the scene again in a bigger way than Pokemon Go did. And I think it's going to be a bit more for business use rather than fun and games. Oh, okay. That'll well, be interesting. You no, know, I think, you know, Zuckerberg's he's into virtual reality. Um, he's he, They've bought a number of companies in 2016. I think Masquerade was the name of one company. Uh, similar sort of thing to what Snapchat filters do. You know, they put they put certain filters over facial over faces and that sort of stuff. Um, I think they're going to be looking at it, going, well, how do we put filters over inanimate objects, not facial recognition, but you know, buildings or doors of buildings right. and shops. So if you're walking down the street looking through your phone, a la Pokemon Go, you can see start to see advertising popping up from shops that that this uh this this sort of stuff recognizes so that's my prediction virtual reality is coming i remember probably a good 10 15 years ago reading an article about uh, how you could be walking down the street and your phone would tell you that there was a sale for an item that you were always waiting to go on sale yes you know turn here go in this store Uh, of course back then it was like yeah that sounds really cool but now it's it's I here. Know. It's almost here. Like really, seriously, is. I mean, we're already seeing geo-located ads that are going to pop yep. up when you're in a certain area. Um, you know, it's not. It's not far away. It's. It's. I mean, it's not far away. It's here. It's here. It's just right. Now. There's also there's also geofencing, which is yep. a, another way to show ads to people within a specific area. Correct. Yep. So it, it's happening, and I think that, I think that sort of stuff this year is going to be big. Yeah. Anyway, how about uh, what about in just the past week? We've had some big news going on. Where do you want to kick <laughs> yeah. off? By the way, it's nice to be back on track. Last week we had a special guest on and talked all about CES. That was kind of fun. It was good, actually. I uh, enjoyed that because uh, I think it's motiva- motivated me to go and 
uh, check out CES next year. And uh, you know, if you're if you've never been to CES, I think I was speaking to Ed about it. He said it takes. It, he was there for a good three or four days every day, full days, just to uh, get around the whole thing because it's massive. Right. So um, anyway, if you're looking at CES next year, check it out. Uh, could be worth your while if you're inter- interested in what's going on and what are the changes that are coming through. Yep, pretty interesting. So Definitely. So let's anyway, go. Let's, let's kick it off. Where do you want to start with? Yeah. Uh, you know what? There's just one thing from Amazon, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's, they've started testing uh, product listing ads on AdWords. So some of their products, uh, you can you can see them on the side sometimes, You know, especially after you go look at a product, then all of a sudden it starts following you around with the retargeting. But now some of their products are going to start showing up in Google shopping results. So uh, if you, you know, like when you go look for a shoe or something on Google, and somewhere in the middle of your organic results are five pictures of shoes that you can go purchase from random places. Right. Well, apparently Amazon is trying to sneak into that little area as well. So mm. uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that all works and also how uh, advantageous it is to the advertisers uh, that are actually paying for the ads on, on Amazon's platform. So do you think that um, if you're paying for ads on the Amazon platform, you'll be the first person by choice to go into those results or they're just going to grab whatever the best-selling product is from that category and put it into the search results? Yeah, I don't know how dynamic they can do. I'm sure they can be pretty dynamic about it. But the, when you're selling something on Amazon, usually the, the idea is to win the buy box. Right. And you win the buy box almost always by having the best price, the lowest price. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's some automation behind some of that where if somebody puts something at, you know, $29, you can you can within 15 minutes put yours at $28.99 yep. you know, or, or penny cheaper so that you win the box. But yeah. Uh, I would assume that they're going to use that system to show those ads. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's uh, keep an eye on that. Has that started already, or are they just uh, they just still testing right now? Yeah, I think somebody just spotted these ads in the wild. I don't think anything official has actually been announced about it yet. Okay. You heard it here first, people. Check it out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we got? How about um, we do have some Facebook stuff. Why don't we dig into some Facebook stuff while we're here? I like that idea. Uh, one of the things is they removed the maps from nearby friends feature. So in the past, it used to tell you that your friends are nearby and it would show you where they're at. And uh, so I guess if you wanted to go stalk them, you could. But now they've actually removed that. So they, they'll still alert you that your friends are nearby. How am I going uh, to look, pop- look popular now if I don't know where my friends are? Right. Damn right. it. So you'll know they're nearby. You just won't know exactly where they are. <laughs> it's going to take me longer to look popular. Go and stalk them. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a feature that probably no one really cares about, <laughs> honestly. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I, I think if you were in uh, a dodgy location and, and Facebook popped up and told all your friends that you were there, that's probably not great. So I can yeah. understand why they removed it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good, good. Facebook. Anything else on Facebook? Of course, there's got to be. Yeah. You know what? They've automated some video uh, subtitle captions, which is nice. Hmm. Um, yeah, Google's been trying this for years, trying to figure out what people are saying and turning that into text, you know, so that they can so it can be more searchable, quite right. honestly. Right, right, right. Uh, so it's interesting to see Facebook getting into kind of the same thing uh, where they're trying to figure out what people are saying and 
turn that into subtitles in this case. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's good. I, I like that. That's going to be interesting. I wonder if you can download those subtitle captions. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. If if they do a first run through and then you download it, you can edit it and put it back up there. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be terrific. Yeah, interesting. And you can use that content. That is a part of your text too, so it's searchable. Right. On a... On a uh, on a uh, search in Facebook, that'd be uh, interesting to see if they do that. Yeah, I mean, I when sometimes when I do videos for YouTube, I'll pay somebody to actually transcribe them and put them up there for the same reason that right. You know, now now it's searchable. Yes, it's searchable content. Exactly, so. exactly. Okay, well, I think you know this is all part of the big picture. Where, and I think we might have spoken about this recently about searching for YouTube uh, keywords in a, in a video. Right. You know, we can't really do that right now, but by doing this sort of stuff, um, you know, we, and, and the video is talking about baseball and you want to find the section that they're talking about home run and you can type that in, it's going to take you to the point in the video where they're talking about home run or the points in the video they're talking about home run rather than you trying to search for the whole video. So I think that's all going to be part of what they're doing here. Yeah. And, and you've also mentioned in the past, um, uh, about your, uh, your kid that was doing the search on YouTube and finding videos and you yes. had no idea how they were doing that. Yeah. Voice recognition. No, they were using, they were using the voice type stuff to find yep. that. Yeah. Uh, but, but I can still see how that'll play into it where mm. we can tell Facebook or Google or whoever what this is about and make it, you know, more searchable. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Um, what about, um, advertising on Facebook? Of course, there's another way to make some money from Facebook. Yeah, they're going to stick stick some mid-roll ads uh, on the user-posted videos. So, you know, as you're watching this great thing, all of a sudden an ad's going to pop up. Imagine that. Mm, imagine that. Imagine that. Uh, now, this is this is not Facebook Live yet, right? This right. is just the recorded videos. Right. Yeah, a little tougher for them uh, to figure out what you were actually Facebooking live about in order to show a video or an ad that made sense, mm. you know, especially I think when you do Facebook live, pretty much all it asks you for is a title and then you go live. Yeah, definitely. Right? It's not yep. really asking you much else. So, uh, but we'll see, they'll get smarter. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's see how that goes. I'm not surprised about that one bit at all, actually. Yep. Okay. Uh, what else we got? We've, al- uh, we've also got some Google news. Uh, one that's, should be pretty exciting to you. And that's that they launched a new look for recipes in the mobile search results. <laughs> yes. I love my recipes. I love looking for recipes, <laughs> um, in the mobile research results. So, uh, basically what they're doing is they're giving you the quick rundown recipe. Um, yeah, I can see them breaking this down into all sorts of categories. You know, go, they're already starting to do this, but I think, um, you know, you, you go and type an airline, or a flight number from an airport and it'll give you the current status of that flight. You know, right. So they're starting to break all this sort of stuff down. I think where recipe is just another step in that direction. Yeah. There's already a full schema for recipes on, you know, what is this? What is this an ingredient? Right. Uh, is this a measurement? That kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. The other thing I like about this is, uh, you know, sometimes we're at the store and we've, we 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 need a recipe. This will be a nice quick way with your phone to pop up exactly what things you need to go buy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So Google for recipes. What else have they got going on? 
Uh, they're going to start showing local specific phone numbers when location extensions appear in ads. So um, this has to do with uh, if you're advertising on uh, Google AdWords system, mm -hmm. uh, you can actually have your phone numbers or a phone number show up in that ad and people can pick up the phone and call in instead of ev ever clicking your ad, they can actually just pick up the phone and call that number and it's a, it's a Google number. So you get charged for basically a click when they pick up the number or pick up the phone and call. So right. now they're going to start using more local specific numbers. So I think before they were kind of regional, but the they're just going to make them look a little better. So that has to be a Google number then? Yeah, you don't get to choose the number. Oh, yeah, okay. You, you just turn it on and say, show my number. Because if you're running... You know, if you're running an ad at a decent clip, then, you know, they're going to show a bunch of different phone numbers. Yeah, if, right. You know, if 10 people are looking at your ad at the exact same time, basically they're showing 10 different phone numbers uh, so that they can tie it back to that particular ad. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Well, let's, uh, let's see how that works. I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on that one. Yeah, it's, an, it's a nice way to make yourself look a little more local and not a lot of businesses do it. Hmm. Okay. So that all that's uh, that's all started uh, this week, I believe, too. Yep. Yeah. Just recently. Now they've had the phone numbers in the ads for quite a while, uh, but the fact that they're getting a lot more local just just makes you look more like a you know a local like company. A business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Excellent. Excellent. What else we got on there? Uh, Google. A uh, couple things about mobile. One thing is they've launched a free mobile site builder in India. And, uh, you know, so you can actually go build a mobile version of your site. Hmm. Uh, there was a service that was doing that, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, but, um, you know, maybe that's going to come to the U.S. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, there was the big mobile Geddon course. That word's been around for a while now, but uh, I think the big one came over the past week where uh, they're really ratcheting down on, on how your mobile, how your site looks in mobile versus how it looks on desktop. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a good segue into what's just gone on this week is that whole, uh, like calling it interstitial ads. If you've got, essentially, if you've got pop-ups, you know, a lot of a lot of marketers have pop-up uh, pop-up screens to collect email addresses, newsletter signups, and that sort of stuff. And if that covers your screen on a mobile device, Google are going to give you the big old slap, heave ho, and not show your site in search results anymore because the user experience is degraded if they've got to click through stuff to get to a specific topic. Um, right. And, you know, I think um, Entrepreneur Magazine or Forbes Magazine is great at doing that sort of stuff. Horrendously great at doing that stuff. Um, but they may, if they haven't already, I haven't looked at their mobile site lately, but they're going to have to sort of change how they do that because um, you are not going to be very happy. You'll get a lot of uh, traffic drop in your yep. in your in your analytics if you don't adjust to this stuff, you know, pretty much straight away. It's always a fine line of how can we get their email address without annoying them and still provide a good user experience. Yeah, I think they're okay with exit pops um, when you go to leave the the site, although. Um, Exit pops I don't think would work too well because usually exit pops run on a mouse hovering over the X button when you go to leave a site. Um, in mobile cases, you don't do a hover. You just bang, exit straight out of it. So I don't know how exit pops would work 
Um, they may have to be timed, you know, give them 30 seconds or a minute or something to pop up. But, you know, it's just going to be another challenge for marketers to get that valid, valued email address. I think so. And uh, Google's always going to err on the side of user experience yep. over our marketing efforts. <laughs> yep, yep. But it's just another case of Google telling us how website design should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Thank you, Google. That's <laughs> nice right. of them. What Very else nice we got going on? What else we got going on? Um, we've got some uh, one piece about Instagram. Uh, that's it. Full screen ads are coming, so full screen. Watch ads. out for that. Yeah. Wow. So no, no little tiny pop up ad or you know as as you're scrolling along, but a full screen ad. Yep. So I've seen. So I've seen this. Um, I've seen this. The full screen ad. Uh, you swipe up to remove it or swipe left to go to the site or something like that, I think. Um, and basically, it's it's uh, obviously the ability to put a link into an ad that can drive them to some other site. Uh, it doesn't have to be Instagram. It can be somewhere else. So um, that'll be interesting to see what that looks like too and if people get annoyed with that and how Google are going to deal with that because if that's on a full screen, we just talked about interstitial, I wonder if that's going to be under the same rules as well. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. It depends on if they're inside, you know, w which way they're getting to Instagram. Most people are probably using the app anyway. True, 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 true. Yeah. That's right. Yes, very true. All right. Okay, what else we got? Well, you know what? It's been a while since we've talked about Pokemon, Andrew. It is. It is. And uh, <laughs> I'm still on the same level as I were when we last spoke. I really, have, I really haven't dug on to uh, Pokemon too much. So, yes. I've never used it. I've never played it, but... Uh, but the wife does. And, and uh -huh. uh, anyway, now it's coming to the Apple Watch. So good news for all the Apple Watch users out there. You can now walk around the park staring at your watch, catching invisible creatures. There you go. Get on that watch and <laughs> you'll be talking like old uh, Maxwell Smart. See your <laughs> watch right. as you're walking around the park. Pretty soon we'll have Pokemon Go coming to your shoes, to Nike shoes. Yep. There right? you go. To yeah, we'll be talking to all kinds of things. I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Snapchat, one little piece of thing about them, and that, and that's that they were accused of misrepresenting their growth. Mm, so, interesting. Imagine, and we know that they're coming up, or they're talking about an IPO at some point this year, I think. Uh, March, they're coming in, and they're hoping to get a valuation of somewhere between 25 and 35 billion dollars um that is what they're gearing up for yeah we'll see how that goes uh you and i talk about snapchat from time to time about you know, is it a long-term play who knows should they have taken the the offer that they got a while back mm. uh, but we'll see and now that they've been accused of this you know is that uh, what what's going on with that as well well, I mean, they've come out with, you know, late last year, the spectacles, the Snapchat spectacles, which are pretty cool, and everyone wanted to jump on them, and uh, it was a bit a la Google Glass. <laughs> right. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's going to help them be different than everything else, because everyone seems to be ripping off what Snapchat have had, you know, the disappearing stories or the expiring content. Um, you know, we spoke about uh, Zuckerberg taking over that masquerade with the filters for your phone. 
So, right. you know, people are people are copying. I think all these platforms are starting to amalgamate now. We used to have differences. Each platform had its own nuances, but they're all starting to look the same. They um, are. And, you know, the behemoth Instagram, a la Facebook, is going to have more cash in the bank than Snapchat will. So, uh, and, um, you know, look at Snapchat's market. It's still predominantly younger kids right and not right. all of us have a younger kid market whereas all of us have people on facebook so as far as businesses go for marketing purposes i just don't know if they're going to make the revenue that they're hoping to make um like facebook's making yeah i'd i'd agree with that they're, they've got a long play if they're waiting for these younger kids to grow have up. money yeah, have money and I, <laughs> and, I, and I think the other the other thing that Snapchat is, and I'm just gonna be honest here, is it, it's a it's a hard user interface to work out, um, yeah, easily to what what you're gonna do. You know, okay, kids yeah. get it, that's great. They're not your market. They're, then I mean, they're not, they're not the ones with the money. You, the people who are gonna use it are the ones with the money. And uh, if they can't work out how to use it, then they're not gonna use it. <laughs> that. Yeah, totally agree. So anyway, that's my rant. My Snapchat <laughs> rant today. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We got something about Airbnb, and yeah. my window just closed. Airbnb are uh, diving in and looking at 360 video, which means that you can start taking some cool videos of your property around where you are, or you know, locations that you've got. Um, they're they're using they're using that in conjunction with Twitter and Periscope. Um, so it's going to be uh, just a cool little feature for Airbnb. I think Airbnb is just growing and growing and. Uh, although that's not a specific marketing platform, um, it's good to see them jumping in and using this technology. Yeah. Well, the other side of that is the 360 video. I mean, we don't talk a whole lot about that, but uh, I'm hearing more and more about that all the time now. So 360 video is, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's video that's taken and it doesn't matter what way you orientate your device, it's still going to be the right way without, um, you know, currently with video, if you turn your device um portrait and it's in landscape you can see a delay a lag right. whereas this 360 degree video uh or no am i thinking of the wrong one i'm thinking of the wrong one yeah the 360 video lets you look Everywhere. all the way around right yeah yes yes yes, yes. sorry i'm thinking of the other one which i the name has escaped me now which is a snapchat thing i think they've really dug onto this style of video but i can't remember the name of it now oh, i've gone funny. blank Anyway. Well, Airbnb, Airbnb doing the 360 is pretty cool. They're not only doing like virtual tours of the houses that you can rent, but I yeah. think they're also uh, getting some local people to do, you know, like uh, insider guides that'll showcase secret spots in this town, right, right, right. things like that, which is pretty cool as well. Yes, there you go. So don't listen to what I said, listen to what Will said. <laughs> <laughs> There's first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good. So, um, so what about Twitter? Let's go. We, we haven't mentioned Twitter. Is there anything left for Twitter at all? <laughs> so, well, unfortunately, the the two things are both negatives, and that's one that they're shutting down the dashboard on February third, which they only announced back in maybe October that that the dashboard was coming on, and and it's mm. basically a place where businesses could go and kind of manage their social media, well, their Twitter presence, I should say. Uh, let you you know uh, schedule some tweets, see some analytics, you know, watch your brand being mentioned, things like that. So that didn't last very long at all. 
You know, I, I love Twitter and I keep saying I love Twitter, but I, I see Twitter as a truck full of stuff driving down the highway and, you know, bits keep falling off as yeah. the truck drives. <laughs> Little bits fall off. The dashboard has just fallen off. Right. It looks like the buy button now on Twitter is falling off. You know, yeah. <laughs> people are yeah. jumping off because they don't want to work there. Um it's still driving and it's still moving and maybe it's on a downhill so it can roll through to the rest of the end of the year. But there's little bits that are, <laughs> that are falling off. So the buy button, they're phasing out the buy button we hear this week. Yeah, yeah. Say goodbye to the buy button. Yeah. Uh, so that'll that'll be even less revenue for them, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a massive thing. I'm sure people were buying th- stuff everywhere from it. <laughs> Yeah, all the times uh, I'm on Twitter, which is every day, do you know how many times I saw a buy button? I think I saw it once. And I had to oh, go really? and look for it. I couldn't see it. So it right. really wasn't a big uptake on people doing that. Yeah, I think they tried to integrate it with Shopify and try to kind of go that angle, but not a lot of people really cared. And uh, uh, let's see, it's it debuted in September of 14, so it's uh, lasted just over two years. Yeah, I wonder if they got any sales. <laughs> oh dear. Well, well, you know this article that we're that we have. We'll have it in the show notes. The last thing says, "Did you ever use Twitter's buy button either as a seller or a customer?" And uh, I'm sure they asked that question because probably nobody did. <laughs> I'm thinking that's almost right. But uh, <laughs> Twitter is still here, people. It's still there. It's still kicking. I think. Uh, I think thanks to the new president, he helped it with a bit of a heartbeat so people could see what was going on. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They, you know, I think they... it was a big in- instrumental thing to getting it through the Christmas period of 2017. Uh, <laughs> and now that he started, who knows, he may be um, back on it again. Um, and people might just jump back on board. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll Donald see. Trump will be what revives Twitter. Maybe he has some shares in Twitter and he knows <laughs> that someone's going to get it going. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, well, I think that's all. I think that's almost a wrap for the news for this week. That is. We will, as always, get every, get all of this information, all of these links. If anybody wants to read more about them, we'll put them up on redcanoemedia.com slash digino.com. Uh, this is episode 45. We're creeping up on 50, Andrew. We are. We're not far away, people. We're not far away. So if you like it, uh, subscribe. If you don't like it, you can still subscribe. Just make it feel good, please. <laughs> Tell your friends. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on or through or via iTunes sometime soon. Thanks, Will. All right. We'll see you all on episode 46. See you later. Thanks for joining us on the DigiNo podcast. Check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com.